It's kitchen table spirituality, an evening devotional. If you're listening in the morning, stop. This is an evening devotional. <laughs> well, there it is. And I'm Pastor Charlie Eastman of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts, and I'm just happy to be included. And I'm Pastor Jonathan Malone from the First oh, you... Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Yes, you are, aren't and, you? And I'm happy you're... to include you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, here we are for our final wrap-up party. Yes. Thomas Merton's Thoughts in Solitude. Thoughts, yeah, mean? when I... I, yeah, when I are we supposed to have a wrap up party for a book about solitude? Yeah, so I'll tell you, Charlie. When when we first started this, before I ordered the book, mm-hmm. and then I went to Party Central. Oh, great! And I I bought noisemakers. I bought streamers. Um, I I bought a karaoke machine. Um, All right. Glow sticks. Uh, the whole. Nine yards and and uh, even did you did you remember to invite the conical canonicals to play? I. I maybe I did it. I did book a DJ who was gonna just lay down some sick beats right now. There were your sick beats. All right, thank All right, you, anyway, thank you. Uh, that was DJ Mouseface. There you go. Um, uh, but yeah, I'll tell you, Charlie. After reading through this book, mm-hmm. I started to. Th- wonder if maybe I misunderstood what a wrap-up party is. <laughs> or maybe we were premature with that language around yeah. the ending. It's not a it's sad possible. book. It doesn't end in a tragedy. No, it doesn't. Well, unless you, unless you dropped it before you finished it, in which case you'd be... Yeah, you right. need to get through the end. Yeah, if you did, we'll wait, pick it up. And done. And good. Thank you. <laughs> That's the advantage of choosing such short books. But no, Mer- Merton's taking us to a to a very important place at the end, and so this is the the tragedy of this book would be reading the first few chapters and thinking, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, it gets it gets more. It finds depth and connection as we go through it, and I have felt more and more connected to the book as I've as I've gone along. I I struggled a little in the beginning as mm-hmm. I belabored already, but I feel like we're I feel like we're really we're at at altitude now, and it, yeah. it feels really good. Yeah, it is. A, it, it did feel to me as if Merton was saying, "Okay, let me just give you a couple of things before you go." Mm-hmm. That kind of like you know, if you if you're to take anything away, here's yeah. the list. Yeah, very um, much so. Which is nice. That was nice that he did that. We should have probably just started with the very end and then said, oh, "That we got it." One session book club. I don't know. I'm grateful to have no. people. I, I think sometimes it's nice to have something to. Uh, focus on outside of ourselves when we're in these groundhog days of COVID. Mm-hmm. When when most days start and end the same way, it's it's important to shake yeah. it up. And I think this this has been, ironically, we've used <laughs> Thomas Burton's thoughts and solitude to shake things up a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, and we needed to be led there. It needed to be a journey. Yeah, I agree. So speaking of journeys, how's the journey at uh, East Greenwich? Oh right, yeah. At First Baptist East Greenwich. I so uh, the journey has been been fine. Uh, actually, this past week, I um, on Wednesday night, I'm still in the Adirondack Mountains with our youth group. Uh, mm-hmm. We are taking a chance, and we know that. Uh, but we're doing a, our youth backpacking trip. We've been doing every year, um, and we canceled everything else. But we said yeah. we can do this. How many youth? Uh, there are six youth. Going. Okay. And, and how many adults? Oh wait, five youth, five youth and two adults. Myself and, okay. and one other individual. Um, you know, they got, you have to keep the group small because it just gets unwieldy. Oh yeah. And not great for the for the environment. Uh, so we're getting back on Thursday, 
Uh, we'll get mm-hmm. back safely. But we had some great days of hiking. I'll tell you Wonderful. that. And no bears. Um, no, no da bears. <laughs> no. Uh, nice. Uh, but this Sunday, I'm not going to be in worship this Sunday. I'm taking the Sunday off. You are taking days off left and right. It's my summer mode. I love <laughs> um, it. Uh, I, the, the Reverend Nancy Forstrom, again, will be leading service. Uh, we'll be streaming it. It will be back in the sanctuary. We had a great outdoor service last week. It was um, just a sharing, and it's just, just nice to see people. Uh, but she'll be back, and uh, she always has a great, a really good word, a great word, uh, and it's going to be a good worship service. So that's this Excellent. Sunday. Fantastic, and we are gearing up for our first outdoor worship service on August 2nd. Oh, yeah. So really looking forward to that, um, and we'll see how it all goes. Uh, Everybody from the church, you probably already got the email by now, but you can sign up at www.reopened.churches, and we sent a special link to that website, which is kind of a... It's a, just a reservation system that right. a church software company set up for free, which nice. is great. That's great. We really yeah. appreciate that company. Uh, Breeze Church Software is the mm. company that set that up, and it's just a nice service to the community. So That's fantastic. Yep. So getting ready to worship outside in real life with masks. Are you... you know, uh, this is Massachusetts. You, We're doubly cautious. What are you doing for music? Um, music is uh, evolving. Thank okay. for asking. <laughs> we're not singing hymns. Yeah, we're you... not singing hymns. We're we're we are definitely taking the the very yeah. measured approach. We are being the most cautious you can be. I mean, just vir- by virtue of the fact that this is our first outdoor worship service since COVID. Right. right. Obviously, there are other churches that have done this before us. We get it. Yeah. But we've really tried to err on the side of, of caring good. for our most sacred resources, the children of God. Yeah. So anyway. You'll hear music, but we won't be singing. Right. Well, that's, that's the way good, it's though. it's got to be for us. And the birds will be chirping. There will be so much music. That's and, right. And what time is that service again? 4.30 p.m. Uh, at the Garden at St. Mark's, right next to Town Hall. You just right. park in our church parking lot and just walk past Town Hall into the St. Mark's Garden. You'll see us, and we'll be directing you how to come okay. in by the sanitizing station, and, and we'll get you into your, your circle, your reserved that's circle, great. your space. So, Don't forget your chairs. Charlie, uh, one question, though. With a 4.30 p.m. worship service, how do you go to yes. brunch after worship? You know, you're just going to have to do brunch at home. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Oh. All right. That's, That's just always so warm. different. You, yeah, no, the point that Jonathan's making is you can go to brunch the morning before and, and stay for three hours, knock yourself oh, yeah. out. That's a great idea. And then you can idea. still come to church. You can still go to Starbucks in the morning. And you can still come to church. You can go to travel teams first thing in the morning. Right. And still... Oh, wait, travel. That's probably not a thing right now. <laughs> Sorry. That was insensitive. So good. I hope that... I know that service is going to go well, and I'm sure you're all looking forward to seeing each other. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Charlie, it takes a lot of courage. Mm. A lot of courage to have an outdoor service, to have any service face-to-face in this time, doesn't it? It does. Say more. Well, courage is, is that thing that, you know, when, when we're taking a risk, we're stepping out. And I noticed that um, Merton, especially, I call him Merton now because we, we uh, had a little falling out. Uh, oh, in okay. chapter 13, mm-hmm. he talks about, this is halfway through the chapter, the solitary must this be a man. This was a longer chapter, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Sorry. No, so he says the solitary must be a man who has the courage to do the thing he most wants in the world to do. To live in solitude, it requires 
heroic humility and heroic hope. And, um, and he goes on with that. Uh, but the, the idea of, of looking for solitude as being that thing you most want to do. I know last week we talked about when do we separate this, the monastic life from the life that we can live. And, and this might be one of those places where we wonder, like, well, I don't know if getting solitude is the thing that I most want to do. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, that, that vocational emphasis. But if from solitude comes relationship with God, mm-hmm. a connection with God that's different from anything else we can find. And if that's where our desires are, if that's what we're pulled towards, then it is what we most want to do. Good point. Yeah, sometimes you have to lis- listen to your heart. Yeah, and so that would say that faith requires courage. Indeed it does. Yeah, that's, that's an undersold virtue of, of religious expression. Um, in, in this day and age, uh, to be a person of faith is no longer the established expectation. And um, now that we are operating firmly on the fringes mm-hmm. of people's experience... It helps us to remember the original impulse of faith. Uh, it's, it's original best markers of, of evangelism and how we share the word of God as we understand it, how we share the message of Jesus. And I can't think of a better preparation for that healing of the world work than actually getting yourself into contemplation mm-hmm. and in taking time to really uh, be still and know that God is God and recognize that you are a minister excuse me, a minister of the message. It's very emotional, Charlie. It's okay. (laughs) And and that you are not the message (laughs) and that, and that you are, you are empowered through God, but, but you're not the point. Um, and this, Mm, this, you're not the point. mm, That's good. Well, that's, that's a courageous stance right now, because in a world where people in a world where people identify with their values, so completely mm-hmm. that when you state something they disagree with, you are an apostate. You know, we, we need to get away from, from this sense that we are you are you are a collection of many things, mm-hmm. but you are not um, the positions that you take. Yeah. We know this because you can change them. Many people in the beginning of this crisis thought. I don't have to wear a mask. That's dumb because someone in charge told me it was dumb and I'm not going to do that. But the science has proved Mm -hmm. again and again that it's not dumb. And so some people who took a wrong stance in the beginning have now acquiesced and realized, oh, yeah, so this doesn't necessarily protect me from all harm, but it goes a long way to protecting many other people. I'm in. Yeah. They've, They've changed their position. So it's important to recognize with courage that, um, that this path we're on is not all about us, and we mm-hmm. don't have to identify with it in that way. Yeah. Um, we, we, can, we can share a lot of that with God. Um, oh, if I can keep dithering on. Yeah, sorry. keep dithering on. Um, Dither away. Uh, when I'm asking for money for the church, when it's stewardship season, yeah. people always say, oh, I don't know how you do that. I can't talk about money. I hate talking about money. And to me, it's the easiest thing in the world because although I know my salary is an implicit component right. of that ask, it's, it's not about that. Mm. It's about Pilgrim Congregational Church right. and what's going to be possible there in 100 years. It's so easy for me to ask you to consider 
pledging, giving, uh, setting up your estate to include the church in your will. That's easy yeah. because it's about this shared endeavor. Charlie, I'm taking out my checkbook right now and writing a check to Pilgrim Thank Congregational you, Church. I, <laughs> I, you've convinced me. So it's it's just that sense yeah. that it's we our ego is not the prime mover in the situation. Mm. And when you can get away from from that, and and in our in our frontier spirit, in the United States sometimes. We forget that our ego is not where our focus should be. It, it, uh, and so to put courage on something like that is, is so interesting. So a little bit f- before with that section I read, mm-hmm. um, he writes, I must not go into solitude to immobilize my life, to reduce all things to frozen concentration upon some inner experience. When solitude al- alternates with common living, it can take on this character of a halt, of a moment of stillness and an interval of concentration. So it, it's, it's not, it, it's to take this moment to, um, the solitude to give us that, that courage to be able to break out of whatever it is in our life that we, 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 we may be stuck in. Um, that, that courage to say, I'm not going to make it all about me and I'm not going to, you know, take offense when someone yells at me for wearing a mask or or calls me something for, you know, whatever flowers I grow in the front yard or or something like that. <laughs> you know, um because that's not, that's more about them. That's right. That's so true. That you know, and boy, it that, that is so hard to do because I know when when I get called stuff for you know, I, I don't know for what, but I my, my cackles get up. You know, I'm playing the bassoon, and someone says, well, you're an idiot for playing the bassoon. <laughs> Who plays the bassoon? Right. Come on, really? I know. It, it's a, it's a, a fair question. <laughs> and I will get, I'll get very defensive. Mm-hmm. And I think, wait a second. This isn't about me. It's about them. They have an issue with the bassoon. That's right. That's it, a great... Man, this, this will preach. You should use this in a sermon the, soon. The bassoon. Why the bassoon is the most courageous of all the instruments? Uh, that'll play. That'll, that'll I, play. It, it, that, it's a sermon that preaches itself. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can I pull us back to chapter 12? Yeah, please. I, I know we kind of... We, I when jumped I said right what, in. That's all right. When, when I said what chapters we were going to focus on and when, I, I kind of said we were going to do 5 to 12 last time and then 12 to 18 this time, so oh, you might have right. caught the, uh, the inception moment there. Uh, but in chapter 12, it says, The solitary, being a man of prayer, will come to know God by knowing that his prayer is always answered. From there, he can go on, if God wills, to contemplation. Hmm. That is a very dense little chapter in its thought. Yeah. Um, it's, the solitary, being a man of prayer, will come to know God by knowing his prayer is always answered. And I think it's very important when you read that sentence not to think that this is Merton saying, God answers all prayers, but sometimes in ways you didn't expect. Right. I, he's, he's already established that the intention of our prayer is humility mm. before God, is, is seeking God's word, not our own word imposed on the silence. Right. So, so when you're in that mode of always coming to prayer with humility and letting God speak, then then your prayer will always be answered. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that if you read that and thought, oh, great, my prayer is always answered the way I want it to be. Right, um, right. 
Yeah. This is important to point out. And then from there, it says if God wills, he can go on to contemplation. Mm-hmm. Contemplation being that state where you are in the silence, the real deep right. silence. And At the end, go ahead. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, we have to remember the solitary is something that Merton's been building up. So we have also this assumption that the solitary is going with humility, um, it's just right. li- li- being in the silence. So there's this place yeah. where he's. In poverty. In poverty, yeah. The, so God, the, there will be an answer because the solitary is in this place to receive it mm-hmm. um, as That's well. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, so there's a lot of, I think, the building up. But yeah, I, love, I still, I think you're right that God still, yeah, yeah, when we go into prayer, we say, well, God doesn't answer my prayers. Hmm. You know, stop asking for stupid things. That, <laughs> God didn't give me yeah. the Lamborghini. Um, at the end of that chapter, it says qualities of prayer, and it's built on this this idea, mm. this assumption that the right prayer is answered because it's prayed in the right spirit, is qualities of prayer. It says, one, unhesitating faith mm. from Matthew twenty one twenty one, which depends on singleness of mind and purpose. And then number two, persevering confidence from yeah. Luke 11. I wish you didn't put those on there. I know. This, this really unhesitating faith, persevering con- confidence for me creates a, a bar that a lot of people are going to struggle with. Yeah, I struggle with. Oh, good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I do not know um, unhesitating faith or persevering confidence in my own life. Maybe this is one of those things that monastics dangle mm. to say, see, the water's really nice over here. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> I don't know. You want persevering strength? Be a monastic. Be a monastic. I don't know. I, I wonder... Because way, way back in the beginning of the book, we had that great prayer, Lord, I don't know where I'm going. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is a, a strong faith in that still. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm trusting you, more or less. Is he maybe holding these up, the per- persevering, co- is he maybe holding these up as, as like the eternal ideal? Like the thing that you're, the far horizon? I don't know. Or maybe it's, you know, there's still going to be the questions, the ambiguity, the unknowing, but the faith is that whatever step I next take, you'll be with me, and it'll, it'll be okay. I kind of think we're right where we should be for a kitchen table spirituality book club yeah. episode, which is sometimes we're just in the question with you. And yeah. we don't, the, the, the minister doesn't always have, the minister that always has an answer is the minister you need to be suspicious of. Mm-hmm. Like anyone, the teacher that always has an answer is a teacher you need to be suspicious of. Sometimes we hit the wall too, and we need to reread a sentence several times and just come to this conclusion of, I, I don't, right. it's a mystery to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. understand how that works. But I do worry that others could read that or I read that and say, like, well, then I should stop praying because I just don't have that unhesitating faith and persevering <laughs> confidence. Oh, don't feel that, Jonathan. I don't, I don't. But then to say, well... Let that be the beginning of your prayer. Hmm. God, I've been reading this book, and um, I, I'm so inspired, but I don't know if I can be the person that Merton is inviting me to be. Hmm. What do I do with that? And then there's the prayer. He says in chapter 14, at the mm-hmm. very beginning, you pray best when the mirror of your soul is empty of every image except the image of the invisible Father. Mm. You pray best. And I think what he's saying is we're not always praying our best. (laughs) 
because yeah, this that's this good. idea of perfect simplicity and this is that kind of moment of enlightenment that that people talk about in the Zen traditions where you know empty mind em- empty heart empty everything is where you find fulfillment um, I think I think it's really important to to recognize that he's he's setting out some major paradigms here in these chapters yeah he he does so in this chapter he talks about grace which I think is so so important mm. um Just a little bit further in this chapter, he talks, The peace produced by grace is a spiritual stability too deep for violence. It is unshakable unless we ourselves admit the power of passion into our sanctuary. So there's still, we need to do work, but that grace is there Mm -hmm. to help us through these times when we are really, when we are struggling. And and just before that chapter, he says, Violence... um, you know, passion, which is inordinate, does violence to the spirit and is most dangerous violence in that, um, in that which we seem to find peace. So violence seems to be that thing that breaks into peace. I, I would push back against the idea of passion. I think passion is essential. Yeah, well, he's, you know, this is this. when did he write this? Oh, I forget the publication date. Anyway. Uh, 58. Yeah, 58. So yeah. uh, a very different sense of the word passion at that time, I right. think. Right, I I feel like in theological circles we've started to own the word pa- not in not in the sense of the passion of the Christ, but right. rather that that passion is a marker, is a way to learn. Dispassionate and dispassionism mm. was a thing at one time, and it was highly valued. Right, but I feel like especially in New England congregations, we got a little too good at that. Mm. Yeah, we got yeah. way too good at that. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I think that. But I, that thank you for that, Charlie. Putting it in that context, I think does make a is important. But to say you know, so it's you know those those desires, those temptations, mm-hmm. those things that break into the peace that God wants for us, mm-hmm. um, and grace is that underground that undergrounding um, aspect of part of our faith that continues mm-hmm. to pull us away from those violent breaks. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really nice, and and it gives me hope in you know in my struggles with my prayer that um, there is still grace. Yeah, that's right. Eternally, um, chapter fifteen. Can yeah. we jump ahead? Yeah, let's, let's uh, keep moving. I'm, I'm in that live for God, live with God, live in God yeah, section nice. right at the beginning there. This was kind of a neat encapsulation. This is some of the some of the kind of ways to mark your progress, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's providing. He says those who live for God live with other people and in the activities of their community, or in our case, our churches. Their life is what they do. So that's living for God. Right. Then those who live with God also live for Him, but they do not live in what they do for Him. They live in what they are before Him. Very important distinction. Yeah. Their, their life as a reflection of their gift to God. Yeah. Um, I give you, if I give you my whole self, then all that time I would spend doing, 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 you know, Jesus is coming, look busy, uh, is, is not necessary anymore. Right. Because I recognize my life is the sacrifice, my being part of the church is my gift. And then finally, those who live in God, which is, I'm assuming in his mind, the smallest group, he says, some yeah. at the end, some live in God. Um, they do not live with other men or in themselves, still less in what they do, for he does all things in them. So that's, that's the real, that's yeah. the full submission, the whole enchilada, the all in with God. 
So he says, he follows that with sitting under this same tree, I can live for God or with him or in him. Right. If I were writing this for him, it would not be enough. I, this I, whole yeah. section, you can, I reread this, this chapter probably five times over the day that I was reading it. Um, and I kept getting this feeling of how inadequate my prayer life is. <laughs> this seems to be a theme for us with this whole section, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way, though. Right. Not, not in a way that I don't think we can surmount and, and connect with, although surmount is probably the wrong word to right. use in the situation. But <laughs> anyway. I, I, I appreciate that he doesn't say one is less than the other. Yeah, I mean, good we, point. We get that sense, but he says this is just how they are. Some are living. It's an for evolution, God. right? Yeah, some with God, some in God. And I think you're right. A small right. circle. Are if in. you can, if you can only live for God, then you should do that. Yeah. And if you can live with, then do that. And finally, if you can within, then you've you've gone beyond those. Right. So, so a journey, an yeah. evolving journey, like a hike in like the woods. Like a hike. Wow, that, we're back to the wilderness. Thanks. We're, we're always going to be. So how about those last few chapters? Anything that you want to lift up? Well, I like um, in the very last chapter when he says, the further, advice into solid, I, the further I advance into solitude, the more clearly I see the goodness in all things. And then he says, in order to live happily in solitude, I must have, and I put this at three, three steps. One, a compassionate knowledge of the goodness of other men. Two, a reverent knowledge of the goodness of all creation. And three, a humble knowledge of the goodness of my own body and my own soul. Now, I added the numbers in there just so... You did. Yeah, people know that. He didn't, Merton didn't list it in numbers. Oh, that wasn't the last chapter. That was the penultimate chapter. Sorry That's to, right. That's 17. That yeah. Ah, oh, sorry. If oh, you were looking through 18 right now saying, where is that? I was. Um, yep. Sorry. It was in 17. But compassionate knowledge of other people, such an important way to start, to look at mm. us with compassion... Reverent knowledge of the goodness of all creation, um, yeah. especially, I mean, in 59, things were not great for the, for the earth, and it's gotten that's right. horribly worse. Yeah, that's and, true. And then that final, a humble knowledge of the goodness of my own body. I love that because it's, it's not that's this, lovely. yeah, it's not this self-deprecating sense of like, well, I'm just not good enough or anything. So that, not, not that kind of humility. It's being able to look at yourself and say, I am good. God made me and created me good and, and blessed and God loves me. And I'm going to be humble about that, though. I'm not going to go strutting my stuff saying, check this out. <laughs> God made I, this. Yeah, it, I, I had no idea that we would get through this book club with someone being able to say, strutting my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Merton. Yeah, yeah. Merton, but, I mean, but, that, that was the inspiration I got from Merton. He does stand in opposition to that. Um, sometimes, yeah, you get these little these little nuggets from him that give you this this kind of appropriate packing list of things. But at the core of this ending, for me, mm. that that single sentence you read at the start of that section: "The further I advance into solitude, the more clearly I see the goodness of all things." Mm. Um, I think he he just at that moment he wants that for you. Yeah, and he's showing the goodness of the path. Uh, it reminds me of the old uh, the old camp song, "Pass It On." I wish for you, my friend, this happiness that I've found. Right. Um, it's, it's right there. Um, and, and for me, that's a great place to end, but I don't want to preclude 
No, Any that final was thoughts from my co-conspirator. I um, I mean, the final chapter I thought was good. I usually by the final chapter, it's hard for me to focus when I'm reading a final chapter of a book because my mm. mind is always like, oh, good, I'm almost done. <laughs> and next, I'm reading. Yeah, that's. Um, but it was nice. It was. It, I appreciated him bringing in the Psalms, and it was a nice poetic flourish. Yeah, I may, maybe there's a great there's a great benediction in. Um, in chapter 18 where he says, he's speaking to God, mm. if, if therefore I do not love you with a man's love and with a man's simplicity and with the humility to be myself, I will never taste the full sweetness of your fatherly mercy mm. and your son, as far as my life goes, will have died in vain. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a real important, that note of simplicity, it gives me almost a Quaker feeling. Um, this when is I, the second time you've brought section. up Quakers on this. Sorry, it's, it's the next book. I'm working on Parker Palmer's Let Your oh, that's Life right. Speak with that's another right. group. So, Which is a yeah. really good book. Yeah, we might. Who knows? That might be part Maybe. two of the Kitchen Table Spirituality <laughs> Book Club. So um, I'm really glad to have read it. Charlie, thank you for recommending this book and suggesting sure. it. Uh, I mean, it, as I said in the last um, episode, that I'm... Seriously considering bringing this with me into the wilderness, and it's maybe rethink my relationship in, in the with my wilderness experiences. My only request with that is, if you do it, please make a note of your sensations. Bring okay. it back to us. Oh, okay. Tell us, tell us how it went, because others may be inspired to do the same. It it is. Mm. You'd only have to leave out a couple granola bars to be able to pack this book with you on. Your yeah, website. you're right. It, this is a light. This is a light book. Um, and, but, and it's still hefty enough that I could kill four or five mosquitoes in one swat with this book. That's important. It's very important. That's important. These are the things we think about. Mm. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, I, you know, it, um, it has also impacted the way I think about prayer. Mm. I have been for a while already doing a kind of a mindfulness approach to prayer where I would start the day with silence and just let the thoughts come and let them go. Um, but this is giving me a more of a, a, a specificness, a directness to it. Mm -hmm. I, I still, I don't want to be in this place where I start judging myself because like, oh, my prayers aren't focused or anything. I, you know, that's yeah. not helpful. But to say, yeah, but to start asking like, all right, what is it that I need to be hearing from God? How can I be more silent yeah. and listen? Um, so that it's been very helpful for that as well. I, I kind of cheat my way into contemplation. Oh yeah. Um, I, I start with a list of names of current concerns mm -hmm. uh, that I've been that have been shared with me. This is New England, so I don't always hear all of them when they happen. But right. the ones that I have found out, I'll keep that list of names and I'll read over that list of names before I breathe in and take in the silence. And, nice. Uh, my computer's making all kinds of enlightened noises. Isn't oh, good. It? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I like to, I like to use those folks as a way to get into those senses of what, uh, what I need to be about. And, right. and I find that that kind of backs me in to contemplation in a way. Nice. Um, I don't know. That might be but an there's, episode there's lots itself. of ways to get there. Maybe, maybe it is. We'll see. So do we have, I know we were hoping to get the conical, what, what I can't remember their name now. <laughs> Oh, the, the Conical Canonicals. The Conical Canonicals. Well, oh, oh I think here. I... Here they come. They're coming into the studio right now. Let's... Ladies and gentlemen, the Conical Canonicals. Brother afar From your Savior today 
asking your soul for the things that be. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, thank you, Canonical Canonicals. Um, Get out only, of here, you guys. We only paid Thanks them for, for Well, I think actually, Charlie, you, I I did the contract negotiations with them. They're mocking us. And yep. uh, I only paid them for ten notes, so they gave oh, us. They, m- got, they gave us more. They gave us more, so I, I really appreciate that. That oh, was wow. wonderful. That was nice of them to give us a little what would you give in exchange for your soul. I love that song. My favorite version is mm-hmm. the Monroe Brothers. But Okay, I don't know that song. I will look right. it up. You should. So in prayer. Let's pray. I, uh, I found this prayer by uh, Martin Luther. Oh. Martin Luther yeah, is a uh, not well-known individual. <laughs> well. He did some stuff. He read some stuff. He wrote some he's stuff. He's less well-known today than he was. This is true. And every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived from 1483 to 1546, uh, and and I'm just on this kick of short prayers. This is another just. Short I don't think people will be prayer. upset. I, I, I rarely get the feedback from anyone in church, Pastor. That prayer was just too short. Right, right. So, all right, let's uh, let's pray. God, we are thankful for this book, for the wisdom and insight that Merton brought. And for the ways that he was just so grounded in the cross and in you. Help us to be inspired by his witness. uh, And to live into the invitation that he gives before us. But in ways that's authentic and right to who we are. Help us to be in solitude. To listen. And to have courage. To walk with you. Following you. Being with you. And being in you. God, thank you for the gift of Thomas Merton. Thank you for the gift of this book. Thank you for the gift of this time uh, reflecting on this text with Jonathan. And from Martin Luther, Grant that I may not pray alone with the mouth. Help me that I may pray from the depths of my heart. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm, I'm, I have a newfound appreciation for Martin Luther. Yeah, I mean, it's the anti-Semitism aside. <laughs> well... That was a horrible, is there, yeah. Is there anybody left that we can that we don't have to apologize for, that we can just celebrate their whole... Uh, Catherine of Siena was okay. Teresa of Avila was, was all right. She hated Lutherans, though. She really hated them. <laughs> See? There's yeah. always something. Yeah. What have we got left? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the only Tom thing. Tom Hanks. You know, I just finally saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. What did you think? Would it, you recommend it to our listeners? It made me weepy. Maybe we be in a in a in good, a good way, way. Or in yeah. A I was like, this is the worst acting ever. No, it was. It, um, I think it's really good. It's a good movie about forgiveness. There's a young Welsh actor in that um, that plays the reporter. Yeah, that's starting to get a lot of attention. He did a great job. He did a really good. great job. I look forward to seeing it. I have not seen it. Yeah. Well, I, I borrowed it from Netflix, but if you want, I'll just mail the copy I have to you and just ask that you send it back when you're done with it. Oh, sounds great. <laughs> That won't I'm come concerned. back to bite me at all. <laughs> right? No, not at all. We'll just ship it around through the uh, through the uh, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Just let us know. Uh, so I hope everyone enjoyed this book. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we we're going to take a break from the book reading. We'll just have a topic yet to be determined, but we'll be determined soon. But I'll in the you know. in the meantime, stay cool. Stay out of the sun. Take That's care right. of yourself. Put on sunscreen. Please do. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye.